We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Jesus spoke to the wind and the waves. He spoke to things, and things obeyed him. Now, his words and our words are frequencies. Now, you probably have a lower frequency as far as you're speaking. Your voice is lower. It sounds different than mine. Mine sounds higher. But that shows you there are frequencies to words. And when you release your words, you're releasing frequencies that affect things, the unseen and the seen realm. Do you remember when we were growing up, we lived out north of England there, that tree that Peggy planted in the yard out there, and it was a sycamore tree, and I said, I'm going to pour diesel oil around that tree. I'm going to kill that tree. That tree's not going to live in my yard. I hated those big leaves because we had to rake them. We had two in our yard when I was growing up. And I badmouthed that tree every time I went by it. That tree got 20 feet high, and one day it died. And I came in, and she said, you poured diesel around that tree. I said, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I killed a thing with my words. And that's before I even got a hold of the faith message. Yeah. But I talked bad about that tree every time I went around it. The tree died. And, of course, <laughs> now they've done experiments, and they know that plants respond to us. The people that talk to their plants, you know, oh, you're a beautiful plant. I love you. Your flowers are beautiful. Those will grow and prosper, and they will change and just continue to grow. And the ones that are ignored and the ones that are spoken evil to, they also respond. But they can actually see. They have a way of photographing. They can see the leaves start to just wither. There was actually an experiment one time that was done. There was a man that came in where they were performing an experiment with plants, and he absolutely hated a certain kind of plant. And so they set a camera up on this plant that could measure very small movements and things like that. And this man, every time he would walk in, this plant would actually begin to pull up and draw away because it responded to his dislike. And yet there were others that would come in that loved the plant that would talk to it, and they could see that it would just almost relax and begin to flower out. Now, this wasn't a big thing, but this was very tiny microscopic. But... That shows you, when you talk about quantum physics and you talk about faith, that on an atomic level, things respond to us. So if you want something out of your life, then you tell it to leave and you take your attention off of it. Here's where a lot of people miss it. I know someone right now that they want out of debt more than anything in their life. They really want out of debt, so they're working to get out of debt. The problem is they have become more focused on the debt than they have on prosperity. You see, you can't focus on and talk about debt and have prosperity. Or you can't focus on sickness and talk about sickness all the time and have health. Because right. whatever you focus your attention on, whatever you observe, gets bigger in your life and responds. So you right. want to make sure you're focused on the Word of God. You want to make sure yeah, the, the answer, answer the promise... Hebrews 4.12 says that the Word of God is quick, it is powerful, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, 
When you analyze that in a scientific manner, the Word of God is quick. How fast is quick? <laughs> is the speed of light quick? I'd say so. <laughs> if you take the light of God's Word, and light travels at 186,272 miles per second, and God's Word is quick, God's Word, I believe, travels at the speed of light because that's where God is, it is the most powerful force. And when you take that and you speak that word, you're taking that frequency and introducing it into a situation that will pluck a tree up, that will move a mountain, that will change the circumstances of your life. Interesting story a fellow told me one time. He said, I heard you and Brother Copeland talking about speaking to the sycamine tree and it would obey you preaching from Luke 17. And he said, there was a tree on our line between our lot and the neighbor's lot. and said, I wanted to cut it down because it had big leaves on it, but said, I knew that neighbor would have a problem with that. So every time I'd get out of the car, I'd just point out and say, be plucked up by the roots. He said, well, didn't see close, so he didn't say it was in the sea. But he said, this went on for months, and his wife would just roll her eyes and shake her head, thought he'd gone berserk, you know. And after about three months, one night, there was a thunderstorm. They got up the next morning, that tree, roots and all, was laying in his yard. <laughs> and he said the amazing thing about it was lawn furniture, wooden lawn furniture sitting out in the yard was not even turned over. One tree plucked up with the roots. The now he said that'll it. jerk the slack out of your chain. <laughs> <laughs> it's always amazing to me that people are surprised that they get what they say. Yeah. Because God said that's the way it works. And you know, what we're talking about is a law of God for a principle called calling things that are not. Mm -hmm. That's what First Corinthians said, you know. God has chosen things that are not. Not what? Not manifest. To bring to naught things that are manifest. In other words, you talk to the mountain. You don't talk about it. You speak to it, the problem area, the situation, and tell it what to do. Release faith. In Abraham's life, or Abram's life, you know, God couldn't get Abram to say what God said about him. But finally, he changed his name to Abraham and forced him to say what God said about it. He had to promise 24 years, no manifestation of it. But after he started saying what God said, the promised child was born in less than a year. Calling things or not, and that's what it says in the fourth chapter of Romans, that God told Abraham to call things that were not. That were not. And see, in quantum physics, they talk about that wave-particle state that in that wave state, they don't even know if anything really exists there until somebody looks at it. So until Abram began to say Abraham, he wasn't observing the promise of God. That's right. And you know, when I was thinking about that and talking about it a lot of times and teach on it just about everywhere I go, you realize that when you take the promise of God, the word of promise, and put it in your mouth. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 10, the word is nigh you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. It's first in your mouth, then it gets in your heart. In other words, you speak it there. It becomes a seed, and you speak it in the heart. And it's talking about the core of the center of your being, not the blood pump. But he says it's in your mouth and in your heart. So when you give voice to God's word, that may be the only audible voice of God you'll ever hear. But it functions in this realm that is beyond what the world knows about. And it gets over into this quantum physics and things where it works different than most people think, you know. Well, I think that's what's happening with quantum physics is they're just discovering what is already told in the Bible. It's just written in a different type of a language. Mm -hmm. And what you believe affects the unseen realm. 
and it brings substance. Your faith is the substance of what is hoped for. So when you speak those words which are energy and frequency, and it is a carrier, your words are carriers. They're either carriers of faith or carriers of the frequency of fear. And we know what happens when you enter into the frequency of fear. I mean, after all, Peter sank. Yeah. When your words are the carriers of that faith. Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised, God was able to perform. And when we're fully persuaded and we speak God's word, we are changing the things in our life. We are calling things that are not into the realm of the seen, from the realm of the unseen. It's the law of change. The law of faith is a law of change. You call things that are not as though they were until they are. And that's why Paul said the carnal mind's enmity against God, not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. In other words, you can't get this by mental assent. You have to get it on the inside of you and confess the word till it changes you on the inside, and you begin to see things in a different light. Actually, God told Abram, he said, I'm going to give you everything you can see. And that was a physical land back then. Today, our promised land, the promise is new covenant, and he'll still give you everything you can see. If you can see it in here and get it on the inside of you, words create images until you can see it on the inside. You'll be led by your spirit to live it out on the outside because your spirit, human spirit, will contact God's spirit, and you'll be led by your spirit to be in the right place at the right time to meet the right people for the right situation. And it takes the struggle out of faith. You hear so many people say, I'm just trying to have faith. You don't have faith by trying. You confess the Word until that Word gets on the inside of you. Then it radiates from you and it creates images. Words create images. Absolutely. I remember several years ago when I believed God wanted me to have an airplane to fly all over the United States and do meetings. And I began to call that airplane in. I called it to me. I confessed it. I could see myself flying and landing at these airports. Yeah. And it took a while. It took a little bit of time. But as I continued to call that airplane in, I called it in, called it, even though I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. Then I remember we had a meeting in California. A man came up to me and gave me a check for several thousand dollars. And mm -hmm. it came, and we took that and got that airplane. And then I ended up doing the very thing I had seen myself doing. I had that image. I believed it, and I called it, and, and it when happened. When you saw that airplane land at that airport, you knew that was your airplane, and I knew it too. Yeah, I that's mean, right. it, it was just before the thing ever landed. That's it. Yes. And the airplane I'm flying now, I can remember when it was nothing but a confession. <laughs> it was just a confession. Words spoken, all the possibilities out there, but you had to believe and doubt not in your heart. It you, changes things, changes right. situation. You actually live it, you see it, you feel it, you breathe it, you say it before it actually happens. I think one of the problems that people have in understanding this, they don't realize sometimes that this is a way of life. It's not a fad. It's not something you do to just get out of a certain situation. It is a lifestyle of speaking things in agreement with the Word of God, staying in line with the laws of God, the law of faith, the law of calling things that are not. This principle is one of the greatest principles in the Bible. And some people have never noticed it. I know I studied the Bible for years and never did see it until I started studying it from that angle. Jesus operated in this principle of calling things that are not in all of his ministry. They woke him up and told him, we're all going to drown in this storm. He looked out at that storm and said, peace. <laughs> there wasn't any. He called it. 
And that's what the Scripture says. God chose things that are not to bring to naught things that are. The storm was there. Peace wasn't there, but he called it. Called the peace. And it came. And then he looked down at the waves and said, be still. But they were still, but then they were. So the possibility was there, but what he said caused the manifestation of the thing desired. He called it. He called what he wanted. And that's where a lot of people make a mistake. They call what they don't want. Well, why don't you make the offer here? And Well, we're going to offer the book. It's a little 32-page mini book called Quantum Faith. And this is a book that I have written that talks about how that faith corresponds with a lot of the laws of quantum physics. And I also have a CD or cassette that you can order where you get these two things together. And it's offer number 2169. And you get the cassette or CD, please specify when you order, plus the little booklet. And it's $10 plus $4 for postage and handling. And the quantum faith is actually a teaching that I did in a church where I talked about the laws of God and quantum faith and how these things work together. So that's available. You can either call one 396 9400 or you can go to our website and take a look at everything we have available at www.charlescaps.com. I'd also like to mention that if you would like to have a CD of this program, number 7152, it's available on CD or cassette that you can order for $10 plus $4 for postage and handling. So those are our offers for the day. All right. Until tomorrow, this Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.